Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we drink a new bottle of wine. Yes, and we are going to need alcohol for this topic because we're talking family. family. We're talking family. We're talking holidays. The topic today is how to navigate your family during the holidays, how to avoid drama during the holidays, how to prioritize your mental health during the holidays, and what to do if you're not going home for the holidays, which is a touchy subject for a lot of parents. Yes. All of these things are not easy. No. We need a how-to. And Thanksgiving is two days away. Thanksgiving (laughs) is right around that corner, ladies and gents. And And Christmas and Hanukkah and all of that. And it just It's all coming up. It's supposed to be cheerful time, but sometimes it's a tearful time. (gasps) Did you just make that up? Yeah. Wow. That's going in the newsletter, which you guys should sign up for on our website. (laughs) Yeah, we have a new newsletter, you guys. Yeah, you can go on our website, Am I Doing This Right Pod.com. Mm-hmm. And if you go on there and you type in your little email, you can subscribe and we'll send you little zingers like that. It's supposed to be a cheerful time, but sometimes it's, it's a, a tearful, tearful time. time. Yeah. For me, usually more than more often than not. Yeah. And it'll be a once a week email. So we're not going to spam you guys, but we just really wanted to find a way to connect with our Am I community. So starting a newsletter was the next step. Was the next step. But our next next step is pouring this glass of oh, yes. wine. Oh, yes. What are we drinking, Matt? We are drinking the 2007 Firestone Syrah. I don't think we've had a Syrah yet. I don't know if I like a Syrah. Santa Inez Valley. I don't know if I like one either. Okay. We'll see. Let's see. Let's do a little taste test. Oh, Holy sure. shit. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> An interesting interact. Okay. Wow. Okay. Why don't you take a sip? Yeah. Not just smelling it. Take a sip. Should I take, take a sip? It's yeah. you know what's funny? Why? It's the thing I thought of is something that Corinne always says, which is it's very gamey. <laughs> Corinne <laughs> I loves describing anything as a game. It's like thing of blueberries. It's very gamey. <laughs> yeah, well, some t- I went through a period of time where I was feeling like a lot of things I was tasting tasted gamey, like the thing it came from. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Sometimes eggs are a little gamey for me. It's like, ooh, this tastes like the chicken's ass, and I can't <laughs> have it right now. Oh, my God. Um, so funny. But, Nat, do you have something to tell me? Because you've written here on our script that Tim Cook listens to our podcast. Tim Cook must listen to our podcast okay. because do you recall a few episodes ago I citizens arrested yeah, yeah. Tim Cook we both did we both did yes for a myriad of reasons mm-hmm. um, if you guys don't know Tim Cook is the CEO of Apple he's the CEO of Apple yes and I arrested him because mainly for the voice notes feature mm-hmm. because I'm like this is absolute bullshit that you can't pause you can't go back you can't go for it with what mm-hmm. okay well two weeks later iPhone got an update, and guess what you can do now? Oh, you you can-, can pause. You can go back. You can go <gasps> forward. You can re-listen. I'm wow. like, so Tim Cook must be listening. So hi, Tim Cook. I have, um, a, I have more suggestions for we you. We have more suggestions. We'd love a sponsorship. Would absolutely we love a sponsorship. We will go back and revise um, our citizen's arrest <laughs> yes. for some kids' ash. I will, I will take money. you out of prison <laughs> for that cash, because I know you've got a lot. I also think we could give him valuable information. Yeah. I th- especially you. I feel like you have yes. a laundry list. I think before I go to sleep, I'm like, what would I tell <laughs> Tim Cook? What would I tell him? 
and he's listening. Like, he's listening, and we've got one down. One, Check. one down, many to go. Many I need to, to get the update. I don't have it yet. Oh, you've got to get the update. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I wasn't avail- made available to be. Mine just did it overnight one day. Well, at Tim Cook, how do I update my phone? <laughs> and is it going to delete everything on my phone? This was the first update that I was like, oh, I actually like this. Like, this is actually different and like helpful. Really? Yes. Sometimes it's unhelpful. Yes. Speaking of unhelpful, going on for the holidays. <laughs> it's. It does not feel fun. It's not fun. It's not fun. It's not um, fun. So now, should we uh, talk about why we chose this topic beyond it being very timely? Right. Well, you know, the holidays, they're synonymous with peace and love and joy. For many Americans who celebrate, the holiday season's actually filled with physical and emotional discomfort. Mm-hmm. In fact, 88% feel stressed when celebrating the holidays, and the average couple will have seven arguments throughout the season, according to new research, which is like one a week. Yeah, during the holiday season? Yeah. You're just at each other's necks. You're just like going Joe, after Joe, get it. prepared. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Um, no, there was another fact that I found so interesting and also very validating. A survey of 2,000 Americans who are traveling to visit family for the holidays found respondents can spend an average of three hours and 54 minutes with their family before needing a moment alone, before they need to be like, I need a breath of fresh air. I need to go to the other room. so specific. I need to go home, honestly. It's not 3.55. 3.54. Three hours and 54 minutes before it's time to go. That's when you're going to the bathroom and like, okay, like, okay, just taking a break. But then it's like a lot of times you can't do that because you go home, like you're stuck. Right. And you're like, what? I'm stuck here. I remember being little at Thanksgiving and being like, are we going to leave ever? (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, Thanksgiving is a weird one for me. It's a weird one. My mom said it's her favorite holiday. I was like, what? Okay. This is not scientifically backed. This is just something that I came up with the other day. But I think it has merit. And that is because I was talking to my mom about how millennials don't give a shit about Thanksgiving. No. I'm like, I don't know anybody who like loves Thanksgiving. If I could just skip over it. I don't care. And then I was like. Oh, we're the first generation ever, like in the history of the world, where the majority of our parents are divorced. So it's like nobody wants to go deal with their fucking, like, okay, if I go here, then are they going to be mad at me? Or if I go, okay, well, then if I go this next year, then I have to. Right. I would rather just stay home and watch a movie. Yeah, my grandparents are together Mm -hmm. um, on my mom's side, and she loves Thanksgiving. Yes. And also another – a little caveat to that is that we're not parents yet and like my mom's like i hate christmas i gotta spend a bunch of money on you right like, you know right. i mean not that she don't want to give me gifts but she's just like it's like an expensive holiday yes where she's like thanksgiving all i have to do is cook and i'm like i hate cooking same and same. i love giving gifts yeah but i also don't have like children where i have to buy like thousands of thousands dollars of course. toys that they're just gonna trash yeah so it makes sense yeah. but most of us we we do have to go home for the holidays now so we mm-hmm. should get into how to survive the holidays like just get through them and how to avoid drama as much as possible. What's the first thing we need to do? So according to NPR, many people feel obligated to attend holidays with their family, even if they know it will be bad for their mental or even physical health, simply because they believe everyone's needs are more important than their own. Mm. 
I can relate. I can relate. I can too, yeah. So the first little tip here is don't use holidays as a time or a place to repair old childhood wounds. Oh, not the time, not the place. Not the time, (laughs) nor the place. Uh, With difficult family, keep conversations simple. Don't start a debate or get drawn into their drama. If you can't answer without wanting to like lash out, then just kind of excuse yourself from the conversation and don't come back. Yeah. And, and don't apologize or defend yourself or make ex- – just remove yourself. Right. From the sit. Right at that three-hour, 54-minute yeah. mark. If you're about to snap, yourself. if you're going to do a snap and stab, walk away. <laughs> Go ahead and, and walk away. Um, another thing to avoid drama, don't expect people to change. Mm. Don't expect people to be any different from who they are, whatever or at whoever irritated you last year. They'll probably do the same this year. So just be prepared. If you go into your holiday hoping people will be different this year, that's just going to set you up for a big disappointment. Yeah. People typically don't like drastically change. Like, right. Yeah. Like if you got that weird creepy uncle, he's, he's been like creepy. that and he's going to continue to be yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Another thing that you can do to help avoid drama or just survive the holidays is to learn to control what you can. So whether your family has profoundly hurt you or regularly offend you, use the holiday time to become a stronger person so no one can touch your thoughts. So think what you want, laugh to yourself, give yourself tremendous amounts of compassion as you navigate your complicated family landscape. And when you meet dysfunction with incredibly healthy functioning on your part – you don't hand over your emotions to anyone else. And that, I will say that you do a great job of doing that. Oh, thank you I so feel much. like you're really good about like, if you're in a situation that you don't want to be in or you're kind of just, you're like, I'm going to laugh about this later. Oh, yeah. I do. I will go sometimes home you got to use humor. You Obviously, if you're in an abusive humor. situation, yes. don't go home. Oh, of course. If it's abusive. But if it's kind of that passive aggressive and you always, yeah. you know, and you just have to be like, oh, I'm You just kind of shake it off and find it to be funny or something. Do something. Do something. Because <laughs> if you dwell on it, it just makes you feel bad. Yes. Yeah. But again, I mean, there's a limit to that, right? And yeah. also creating boundaries is going to be one thing that's going to really help you during the holidays. So If someone tries to put you off balance, remind yourself not to personalize it. How people act and behave is a reflection of who they are and has nothing to do with you. That part. That's actually just like a big life lesson. Just in general. In general. So even though it can be tough, try not to personalize hurtful comments and remind yourself not to take the bait and rise above the clamor by mentally sending love to everyone before you walk in the door. You also do that. I Yeah. You kind of do like an energetic cleanse. You're like, okay, you're not going to hurt me. I do. And I hope you're well. Yes. I do that every single morning. Yeah. Every single morning. I'll be like, I'm sending you love and healing, and but my energy is protected over here. Yeah. So don't come for me. Exactly. I'm just, I'm just over here existing. But <laughs> we also have to prioritize our mental health during the holidays, Nat. Yes. And let's give some tips on how to do that. Yes. So number one tip for this and just kind of for life. Yeah. Focus on gratitude. So when we intentionally focus on the good – in someone else, on the value of their contribution, we interact more positively. Even the people in our lives who have caused us a lot of pain have taught us some very important lessons. Mm -hmm. So we can kind of acknowledge that at this time. And behavioral science tells us that gratitude can also improve our mental health. And it's a lot easier to deal with unhealthy family dynamics with more positive mental health on board. Mm Mm-hmm. Our next little tip here, plan ahead. 
plan ahead. If you're asking an uncomfortable question, how will you respond? If conversation turns into a controversial topic, what will you say? Mm -hmm. Vaccines, politics, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) If you start to feel anxious or angry or inadequate, what will you do? Hmm. Hint, remove yourself. Um, Maybe you just need some canned answers or maybe an exit strategy. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to take a deep breath and and disengage. Yeah. There are situations where I'll be like, Nat, if I text you, call me. Just yeah. get – because I need to get out of the room. Yeah. We need an we need a emergency. Just like be on standby. Yes. And if I hit you, just call me with an emergency. Yeah. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I need to leave immediately. <laughs> Another way to protect your mental health is so, like we just said, find a way to laugh. Um, when it's all said and done, even if you ended up in another dysfunctional holiday event, try to find the humor in it. I think the theme here is that humor is going to get you really through the holidays and yeah. being able to laugh at this and, and not be so personally offended by everything. Yes. Um, because – if you know your family and you're like, this is just how it is. Yeah. Honestly, most of my best stories come from like how fucking insane <laughs> my family is. Yeah. You know? And so I'm like, I can look back and, and laugh now. But there's things. The funny thing, though, also is my family knows that we're extremely dysfunctional. And so like things that were so painful at one point, we will like cry laughing. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> what else are you going to do? What else are you going to do? Cry now, laugh later. Cry now, laugh later. (laughs) Drake. (laughs) But now you brought up an interesting point that a lot of adult children have divorced parents. I don't have divorced parents. My parents were never together. Mm -hmm. And they also celebrate their holidays together. Yes. It's a blended situation. um, But so I don't have to deal with it. uh, Kind of, but not really. Yeah. I think you, I mean. Well, you you have a different scenario in which like your parents very much like get along. Yeah. And are like, and and I think some people with divorced parents also have that. But Um, a lot can't be in the same room and things like that. And And, um, but not to out you, but you have divorced parents. I feel like you've kind of learned how to navigate that. Yes. And it can be very dicey, of course, especially um, if they've had like a particularly ugly split which a lot of us have gone through um it's very hard to be caught in the middle especially like we love both parents yeah and we would love to see them both for the holidays but unfortunately there's just one day and there's one of you and there's one (laughs) of me and usually the parents don't live in the same town or something so it's tough so tip number one for fellow adult children of divorced parents is just remember that you can't please everyone. It's so much easier said than done, but you just really have to remind yourself, like, I can't, I'm one person, I cannot please both people. You know what I mean? And also, you can acknowledge that feelings are hurt. So um, Heidi McBain, she's a marriage and family therapist, she says, there are potentially a lot of people who will feel hurt if you do not spend the holidays with them. So you may feel guilt because you're closer to one parent and want to spend time with them. Or you might even be angry that you're in the position that you have to choose. Yeah. So all of those things are completely valid, very normal feelings. And if a family member is feeling upset, you should acknowledge their hurt feelings as well. Yeah. Just be like, no, like I understand. Like I don't fight. We're all bummed out about the sitch. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then um, third – do what you want. Do what you want for the holidays and not what your, 
you know, quote unquote, expected or pressured or pressured to do. It's very easy to fall into the trap of trying to make each parent happy first and then deal with your needs second. Um, And still, even if you try to do that, it's usually never enough unless you have like very highly emotionally intelligent parents. Like it will just never be. You can try everything and you might still just feel like, I still got burned on this, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. So just do what is right for you. We are adults now, if you're listening to this, likely. And you can make your own decisions. Yeah. So. But another thing that people should uh, know on that same vein is how to tell your parents you're not coming home for the holidays. Yeah. And that that could be because you're going with one parent, not the other. It could be financial uh restraints it could be covid i mean there's so many reasons people don't go home for the holidays and i think a lot of people stress about like how am i going to tell them what am i going to do um but what we found is that telling your family about your plans as soon as you've made a decision or if it makes sense as soon as you started considering not going home is the best course of action in general it's kind and courteous to let someone know as early as possible that you won't be attending an event they're expecting you at and your family you know they deserve the same respect like if you know like don't wait till last minute and be like hey so i'm not coming tomorrow you know and because i think they're um, like i have your placemat set here you asshole yeah (laughs) and like you were saying expect that they're going to be a little hurt and disappointed when you tell them and give them some time and space to process their feelings um and instead of writing an airtight defense or offering a 30-point apology get comfortable with the idea of simply saying yeah you know i hear you i know and i'm sorry and then just letting them feel their feelings for a bit Again, acknowledge that feelings are hurt. Yeah, they're going to be hurt. They're going to be hurt. And, you know, when it comes time to tell them what's going on, don't beat around the bush. Say something like, I wanted to talk to you about the holidays this year. I know we typically do X, mm-hmm. but this year I've decided to do Y instead. And, you know, what's really important is that I decided part. It's uh-huh. important because it communicates that the decision is final and yes. that you've made it yourself. And yes. don't throw your partner under the bus here and be like, oh, well, you know, Tim <laughs> doesn't want to come and Tim's family. No, yeah. just you're, you've decided. I've decided. And there you go. Because also it's like I have thought about this. And yeah. I have, you know, it's not just like a off the whim or off the cuff or whatever. Yeah. And if you're not going home for COVID-related reasons, you can say, you know, I've read too many stories about small family gatherings ending in tragedy, and I just am not comfortable taking that risk. Yeah. You know? Or you can say, I love you so much, but I really couldn't live with myself if I got you sick. Yeah. These are very, very valid things. Yeah. I mean, we're still in it, even with vaccines and whatnot. And, like, people have different comfortability levels, and it's like – I know that sometimes parents can start to guilt trip you like, well, I've been looking forward to this all year. And it's like, yeah, but like, I'm not going to have next year with you. Right. Right. If we don't take the precautions. And we're going to go back to the big overarching theme of taking care of your mental health. And like, if you're going to be super anxious, like, oh, my God, what if I have COVID? What if I brought it home to my mom? And then what if I brought it home to my grandma? Like, uh, Just don't even go there. Yeah. It's not worth it. Yeah. There will be next year. 
And well, <laughs> we don't there know. will be next year if you stay safe. Yes. Um, but off that point, you might be having your own holidays for the first time or a holiday at home or a mm-hmm. holiday away from your family. So how do you have your own holidays and still make it feel special or just get through it alone? Yeah. So number one, reset your expectations. So whether it's dinner at your aunt's house every year or pie from the bakery in your hometown, you probably associate certain traditions with the holidays. But if this year has taught us anything, it's how to be flexible and how to embrace the unexpected. So kind of just reset that. Yeah. And also try to find joy in something new. Like try the pie from the bakery near your apartment that you've always been like, hmm, that looks kind of good. Like I want to try it out. Yeah. Kind of do something like that. Uh, Another thing you can do is plan an outing. Like go on a hike, go to the movies, a park, a museum. Just go with a group or by yourself. Like a couple years ago actually, uh, my brother and I, we were just like, let's just – we got turkey sandwiches – Oh, like that's the, fun. We brought a cooler and we went to the Century City Mall and we watched two movies back to back. That sounds like a great we time to We had a great me. Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, off that, I mean, uh, another point we have is to create new traditions, mm-hmm. you know, with your substitute family or, you know, the family you have around. So get the people that you love together, either in person or you could even do video chat and yeah. decide on some new activities or traditions to start as a group. And it could be like an epic virtual game night or a dance party using your favorite playlist or a no holds barred, emotionally raw conversation. Why not? Play, play. Oh, God. We're Not Really Strangers came out with a family edition. Oh, I got I got three of them. I thought, should I, I was like, should I get it for Christmas? We'll link We're Not Really Strangers in the show notes because it's yeah. a really fun uh, card game. Yes, but that could definitely be a no no hold barred emotional <laughs> conversation. Oh, for Depending sure. on how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> um, And lastly, something to do during the holidays is to help others. Volunteering at a mission or shelter for the homeless will help you feel connected to others, even if they're not not your family. And happiness researchers have found that people who volunteer often walk away with better mental well-being, having done something good for others in the process. So, I mean, at the end of the day, like, that's really what the holidays are about. It's like, not really, doesn't have to be your exact family, but it's about community. It's about giving back. It's about uh, appreciating others. And so if you, you know, if you're alone and you just want that sense of connection, volunteer somewhere. I volunteered at a um, a mission for uh, veterans, maybe two, the Thanksgiving before COVID. Mm-hmm. And um, it was so great just to say thank you to them for like their service yeah. and serve them food. Um, and that, honestly, I wish I could, do, I don't think they're doing it even this year, but I will But you're do doing it. something, we're doing the. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. I, I've decided I want to do a little Giving Tuesday, which is Giving Tuesday is the Tuesday after Thanksgiving, where you can go online and make a lot of donations to nonprofits that you like. But I was thinking I'm going to do like a little. Um, pick up drop off for Goodwill and mm-hmm. Salvation Army with my friends. So I told everyone, bag up whatever's in your closet that you've been wanting to give away. I will pick it up and I will drop it off for you. Yes, which is um, actually a huge, like, I hate, I'll have bags for Goodwill and I'm like, God, I have to like take, take it. it. I know, I have a box in the back of my car, which I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to go. I should just see if any of my friends have anything they want to give. I'll yes. just take it. Yes. And it is I a big chore sometimes. It's a big chore, but I think it's a great time to do that. And yeah, like you said, this is how the holidays should be. They We want to minimize the stress, mm-hmm. 
We want to minimize the tears and we want to maximize the cheers. Yeah. <laughs> So that's the episode, and we hope you feel confident enough to navigate your uh, family during the holidays, mm-hmm. and you decide to make decisions for yourself. And, and for your work- mental health. And for your mental health. And what works for you. And you know what? I also think we are at the age, at least you and I, Yeah. I know we've got some younger listeners and some older listeners, but that we really are starting to create our own traditions. families, our own traditions. Like this is you. This is your first year. You own a home. Yeah, I'm hosting my first Thanksgiving yeah. at my house, and I'm thinking like, what little traditions am I gonna start? Yeah, you know. So it's kind of fun, you know. Yes, it's very fun. Um, but let's circle back on this Syrah that we're Firestone Syrah we're drinking and intro our Hwati of the week. It's a okay. Would you like to intro introduce the Hwati? Yes, I would like to introduce her because one time in a jacuzzi. <gasps> Oh, I did not meet her. Sorry. I, oh, I, I was finish. very excited about One this. One <laughs> time in a jacuzzi at the Oakwood Apartments, Natalie, uh-huh. a drunk woman came up to me when I was like 15 and was like, you look like a black Rachel McAdams. I'll never forget it. <laughs> was I there? You probably were in that I was probably in the jacuzzi. You were probably in that jacuzzi. It was definitely, it was a grown woman who was drunk. We were 15 and not drinking. Oh, my and God. And she was like, you look like a black Rachel McAdams. And I was like, <laughs> I never forgot it. I mean, that's a great compliment. You know what? I realized it's because uh, Rachel McAdams has beauty marks on her face like I do. Oh, which she you don't, does? Yeah, which you don't know. But if you Google photos of her, she does. Oh, you're right. She does. Well, she is our hottie. She's our hottie <laughs> of the week. Sorry, Rachel McAdams. Um, and we chose her because, not because a drunk woman told me I looked like her once in a jacuzzi, <laughs> but because um, she was in the movie The Family Stone. Yeah. Which is about family drama around, around the, holidays. the holidays. Yeah. Also, my baby daddy, uh, Dermot Mulroney, is in it. And he looks fine. Yeah. <laughs> he looks so good in that movie. Oof. So, so. okay. <laughs> One, two, Rachel McAdams. What is uh, this Firestone Syrah giving us? Uh, I took one sip of it. Let me... God damn. <sighs> not for me. It's not for me. It's a not for me. We have, I feel bad, but do we have to give it a one? I feel so bad. I'm going to take one more sip to see I if I can. I <laughs> It's tough. It would be. It's so dry. I don't like drinking it. It's very oaky. Yeah. Tastes like an oak tree. There is an oak tree on the actual bottle. So. Natalie, what's your rating though? Mm. If I had it with a steak or something, maybe I'd feel different. It's kind of growing on me the more I take six. I'm going to give it a one out of Rachel McAdams because Natalie's being indecisive. You're supposed to make decisions for yourself. Oh, gosh. Okay. In your mental health. (laughs) Well, yeah. I'm so sorry, Firestone. I don't know who you guys are, but I am going to have to also give it a one. A one. It's a it's a no go. It's really a non-starter. Not... It's a But you know what? Hey, we've had a lot of perfect tens recently. We've had a lot. So we were due. We were due for a And it's not that it's a bad See, that's the part. It's not a bad wine. It's just I would never I would I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm sure it's good in some sort of context that I am not and currently experiencing. Yeah, yeah, someone's palate. But uh yeah. yeah, so one out of Rachel McAdams for the Firestone Syrah. Yeah.
All right, so this is part of the show. We play a little wrap-up game, and this week we're playing Fuck Mary Kill. Fuck Mary Kill. Or, or Fuck Kill Mary. Fuck Mary Kill. I usually say Fuck Mary Kill. That's usually what I say. Or Mary Fuck Kill. You say Mary Fuck Kill. Yeah. Um, but anyways, <laughs> um, I just Googled mine. I don't love it. Okay. Do you want me to go first? No, because let's do okay. mine first so it, so it we don't end on a on a sad note. Oh, okay. Um, so I was thinking of uh, family. Uh-huh. People, you know, we're in the family genre. I'm thinking of trios. Okay. And why these people came up, I don't know. The Lawrence Brothers. Oh, my God. There's three of them. There are. And this is an easy one, okay? But, you know what, whatever. Fuck, Mary Gale. Mm-hmm. Joey Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Andrew Lawrence. Matthew Matthew Lawrence. Okay. And if you're too <laughs> young to know this reference, yeah, oh, our intern Simi. We also didn't say our intern oh, Simi is here. here. And she's nodding her head saying she has, she no, has idea. no idea. Who they and that's fair. That's fair. Because we're almost a little too young to even know who they are. Yeah, I think we're squarely <laughs> in the like age. I really try to be Gen Z all the time. Corinne's always really trying to be Gen Z. <laughs> like, and I'm like, oh, I'm I think barely we're old enough to know. Squarely. <laughs> no, because I was old enough to have a full-blown Poster. love affair with uh, Matthew Lawrence. So Matthew Lawrence, I'm going to marry. Of course. Of he's course. The uh, On Boy Meets World. Oh, my God. He's have a holiday. so hot on Boy Meets World. Come oh, on. God. I guess... Okay, is this Joey Lawrence present day or past? Because that really ch- that changes. Joey things. Lawrence present day. The is, eyebrows. It's tough. It's, he does do also a lot of Christmas Lifetime movies, which is also holiday. Um, I'm going to say past because you're okay. going with Ma- Matthew Lawrence past. Yes. But even now he's cutie. I've seen pictures of him recently. Um, he's got glasses, which I love for him. So if we're going past Joey, I'm going to fuck Joey. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then I'm unfortunately I'm going to have to kill Andrew. And it's nothing against Andrew. He was super cutie pie as well. But he also was just sort of like, he was like Andrew. You know, he was sort of the Kevin. Of oh, the my God. Group. Look at this photo of him. <laughs> You also can't fuck him. He's a child. <laughs> He's a child. But look at the locks of love on no, Matthew no, and Joey. No, that's the right choice to fuck Joey. Yeah. You, I mean, the, he's also a child here. Yeah. Marry him. But I would definitely marry When he was on Boy Meets World, though, that was his prime. No, Joey was hot. Joey was super hot. That's why I was saying. La- what, like, old... What do you think he got too much of, like, some work done? He got a lot of work done. Honestly, yeah. I think that he had his eyebrows waxed into oblivion. <laughs> that's honestly what I think it is. Because he doesn't look like he's had that much work done. Wait, no, Matthew Lawrence is married to someone now. She's married to um, Cheryl some, like a, she's like a dancer. Oh, the dancer from, uh, yes, I was like very surprised by that match. But I love that for them. But I love that for them. Mm -hmm. Okay, sorry. That was my fuck, Mary kill. I liked it. I thought that was a great one. Yeah. Um, so my fuck Mary kill is Dune themed because (sighs) Corinne and I went and saw Dune. First of all, go see Dune. It was so good. It was so great. It was so good. Well, you know I'm saying quiet for a reason. Yeah, because it's going to be tough. No, no, because I'm wondering if you're going to talk about this now or later on the podcast. Well, let me just – let me do the fuck Mary Kill first and then we can we, we can come back. Okay. Because when we cu- when we walked out of Dune, we were like, that is the hottest cast. the most beautiful <laughs> cast I've ever seen. Ever seen. It Every was... single one. Ten out of ten. So this is a tough one because it is – Timothy, 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 charcuterie board, Chalamet. Okay. 
I also read a tweet this morning that said, um, Timothée Chalamet sounds like the name of a French mouse. <laughs> it absolutely does. Um, so anyways, Timothée Chalamet. Okay. Um, Oscar Isaac. No, don't do it Jason to me. Momoa. Get out of I town. I know. It's so Get hard. out of town. It's Literally, so hard. I have to, I have to, uh, is killing myself. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> Is killing myself. Okay, okay. Hold on. I just need to um, look up photos really just to confirm where I'm going with this. I know. I When I wrote, when I thought of this one, I thought, this, this is, is going to be terrible. tough for her. This is terrible. Okay. Because they're all great. God, but Oscar Isaac is kind of short. But you do love Oscar Isaac. Damn it. Okay. This is, this is the truth. We have to fuck Jason Momoa. Are you like? Of course, it's not even an option. Okay, it's, it's not. It's an option. either marry or fuck. We also, when we left, I'm just gonna straight up say it. When we left, we said I would climb that man like a tree. Oh yeah, <laughs> please never come down. Never come down. <laughs> this giant man. So we have to 100%. for 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 the for the world for the world <laughs> for the world's sake. Yeah. So we have to fuck Chase Momoa. Have to marry Oscar Isaac. Yeah, he's he is he is baby daddy. I was gonna say baby daddy vibes. Energy. I feel like maybe he has an accent in real life. I don't know. Baby daddy vibes. But you know what I mean. He'll teach my kids Spanish. It'll yeah. be great. Salt and, and pepper. Salt and pepper too. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Timothée in another lifetime would have loved to fuck you. Yeah. Not also put on those 30 LBs. You need a cool 20, <laughs> 20 to 30. Yeah. <laughs> would love that. I, I I weigh more than him and it's just the physicality of it would be Yeah. Weird. It's awkward. <laughs> it's awkward. So we have to kill Timothée, even uh, though I do love him. Yeah. And I feel confident with my choice. I, I think I would do the exact same choices right? as you have made here today. But we, we highly recommend Dune. And Natalie had a whole Timothée week. I she saw whole, French Dispatch yeah. and Dune in the same week. In the same week. And I don't know. I think we've mentioned – if you're, like, a listener from day one, I think we've mentioned that, like, I didn't get – I didn't get it. I didn't get the Timothée thing until I saw French Dispatch. And then I was like, here's the deal, though. When he's in character, he's a whole other thing. If you just see pictures of him, you're like, I, I will get it. say, like – I love him. I'm so excited to work with him one day. But Manifest I can understand how his per- persona might be different than – the thing is he's an incredibly talented actor. Like, yes. He, he blows you away. He's and so And so good. like if you hadn't seen a lot of his work and you just see – maybe you would think differently of him. Yes. I had only really seen – because the only thing I had seen him in was um, – The SNL skit though. Skirt, oh. skirt, roll up, pop that. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> but once I saw him in French Dispatch, I was like, okay, hold okay. on. And then in Dune, I was like, this man, first of all, I need to know the hair products. Drop the hair Oh, my products. God. His hair was so on point. It was so good. They should win an Oscar for that, the hair team. The hair was amazing. And then also at the end when he was like looking at Zendaya like, oh, this is my queen. I was like, ah, <laughs> let me be your queen. I was like, he he really, I was like, okay, between these two movies this week, I am a Timothy Charcuterie. He is the white boy of the month. <laughs> Timothy Charcuterie Board is the white boy of the month. Period. <laughs> that's not period. Oh my god, let's age ourselves. Okay. <laughs> well, that's our episode. Uh, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. Also, we brought up at the top of the episode that we have a brand new newsletter that you guys can uh, subscribe to. Go on our website, am I doing this right pod.com. Put your email in and be a part of our Am I community because we're sending fun little 
tips, tricks, episode fun, details. Fun shit. We'll okay. send you a we'll send you a picture of all these baby daddies. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why coming, not? That's coming in hot. Yeah, open your mailbox. Bam, <laughs> Timothy Chalamet, right in there. <laughs> all right, and we'll be back next week with another episode. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye.